1: It's the morning news from Podam America, america um, Or depending on what time of day you're listening to this, the nightly news. I don't know. The timeless news. That's right. Um, we transcend time. That's, uh, well, well, yeah. And what we're going to talk about today is timeless. Um, what I mean by that, I'm specifically referring to this terrifying bowling ball video that's going around um have you seen it anders i believe there's uh, several isn't that <laughs> right yeah so I saw the kennedy one kennedy we're referring to no the kennedy one's really good yeah um there's like a subgenre, or like i don't know what a genre uh a, i don't know what the word for this is
0: called a genre yeah it's
1: it's a genre of memes that um, is going around. Well, it's been around actually for a while. This is the thing I knew about before this kind of went viral recently. Mm-hmm. Look at you. So I feel all special. But basically, you know when you're bowling at like a bowling alley that was built in like the 90s. Yep. And you make a strike or a spare. There's like a, a video that they clearly paid a lot of money for. That's made <laughs> in like some turn of the millennium graphics program. Yeah. Where like a pin shows up. And he's like dressed like a sheriff, and then he like pulls out a gun and he like shoots down all of them. And then it goes like seven ten split or whatever, or like oh, you mean the ball is the sheriff and he shoots down the pins? I guess it's the ball, yeah. yeah. And then or the ball is like um, you know I don't know like a fucking uh, like he turns into a cannon and then he goes like fire and he's got like an <laughs> army helmet on and then he knocks down the pins. Uh-huh. We're all familiar with this kind of CGI crappy from the past thing.
0: If I'm remembering correctly, I think they even did that... Maybe I'm misremembering this, but I think they even did that for gutter balls. They would, like, taunt you. <laughs> if you got a gutter ball, the pins would be like, ha, 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 ha. That's pretty funny. Suck it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so I guess this like technology is you know so dated at this point that you can download pretty cheaply like the stuff that they use to make those types of graphics and you can learn how to do you know like use like a program like maya or something like that like old modeling 3d cgi technology okay that's what they made the first um God of War with I remember Studying that because I wanted to be a a Fucking I wanted to go into like graphic design Shit when I was real young Uh and then I found out How much money art school costs yeah And I was like oh uh, And then I became a communist but uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like so you Can probably just get your hands on shit like that now So what's happening is people are making like 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 fake Versions of these like you Know like the one with JFK where the Uh the Ball is uh, What's his face and then he's got a sniper rifle and then he shoots the Oswald. Yeah. yeah. And he shoots well, I mean, depending on you know Right. It-, <laughs> it could have been a bowling ball if they killed Kennedy. We don't know. Yeah. Well it certainly killed Pin Kennedy. So there's this uh there's another one that's really funny where it's um the bowling ball is um in the third prequel Star Wars movie, it's like um Anakin and then he's like you know, he goes into the room where Yoda's protecting all the little Padawans but their pins. Oh. Remember when he murders a bunch of children at the end of that movie?
0: Which one? In the, uh, third one? Yeah,
1: the third one? The third
0: oh, one. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The one where he murders a bunch of children, and then he becomes Darth Vader and goes, No! Okay, so we're there's a bunch of fake, over-the-top, like, fucked-up versions of this. There's one that's straight-up just a bowling ball. <laughs> it's just got a dick and it grabs this pin that's got, like, a this one, yeah. pocket pussy on the back of it. And it, like, fucks it and then fills it full of bowling ball cum. And it, like, shoots <laughs> across the bowling alley and then knocks over all the pins. And it's a strike. Pretty cool. Um, it's very funny, but people are really upset by it.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I can kind of see why they might be.
1: Yeah, uh, I get I, it.
0: Yeah, I just kind of assumed it was all... I, I assumed that the bowling ball was real, was like uh, anthropomorphic, and the pin was an inanimate object. But maybe not. Maybe it is also sentient, and it does not want to be. You know, they all look sentient. And okay, it
1: doesn't? I depending on. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's impossible to say. It kind of doesn't look like it's enjoying itself. But then again, you know I how porn is. Pins,
0: <laughs> dude. Pins are into you know. Being subs, it's their whole thing, right? They're like
1: they get the, they get hit by the ball. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, they don't they don't, they don't like the to pins. be
0: knocked down themselves. But if they're knocking down other pins, and then they, then they're into that. Yeah. What I wonder is what is that pin going to give birth to? Right, because it's there's no protection. A lot, a lot of semen in there. Um,
1: Maybe the two genders in the bowling pin universe are you give birth
0: to a ball or a pin. Oh, so they're always fucking the two of them. You know, they they can't <laughs> reproduce with each other, but they can. A bowling ball can reproduce with a pin. Going off of the rules established in this video, yeah, I think
1: that's how it works. Okay, fuck, I mean, I think it's literally just biological male and female is.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Men well, are ball, balls. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, okay.
1: Not to get into that, you know, <laughs> territory. I just mean in the. Uh, in the world of the this video. Of,
0: yeah. Okay, because I was thinking it would be like a hybrid thing, and they'll, they're going to make like a feature length one of these videos about <laughs> a hybrid pin ball. Yeah. That, like, doesn't... I, I guess it would be like a, a spiky ball with, like, pins coming out of it. That'd yeah. That would be kind of cool. And he's, like, all, like,
1: why did you make me? Right. I had an idea, actually, for a sketch a long time ago that was kind of along these lines. It was uh, It was going to be, like... The you it's shot at a comedy club uh-huh. and they're it, like from the 80s and you know I love it already in the 80s like all of the the uh, Andrew Dice Clay type comics were all like fucking the stool was their thing yep. so in the 90s or I guess not in the 90s but yeah in the 90s, there's this child who's like you know coming of age and he's like a teenager or whatever and he's uh like a like a freak who's like half wooden. Like he's a human stool hybrid, is what I'm uh-huh. getting at. Nice. And he's like an orphan, and he's like trying to figure out who his parents are. So then he tr- he tracks down the clues and ends up at the comedy club. And the comedy club owner's like, "Well, everyone was fucking that stool." And then he has <laughs> to go on a journey, you know, to interview like you know, Dice Man and Polly Shore and try and figure out who actually created his monstrosity self called right. Stoolboy. Stoolboy. I never made it. Well, it's not too late. Well, I don't have... I mean, yeah, maybe I should get the, the software that they make these bowling pin videos with. Yeah. Um, how about if the bowling pin was like... How do we make this about labor?
0: Like... The, well, they always say bowling is like the working class, you know, activity. I don't know how true that... I mean, I think it was true at one point, but... Uh, I don't you know I think it's just old people now yeah Uh, well do kids still go to bowling alleys I host a show at a bowling alley there you go that's right yeah yeah people I mean that's in Brooklyn Uh, but like out in the the middle America do people still go to the bowling alley
1: I don't know it's a weird thing because like they're all like relics you know yeah and like they uh, what is bowling alone what is that all about that's
0: from what I haven't read it, but my understanding of it is that it's the thesis is that, uh, just that Americans specifically have become like atomized over the past, you know, generation or so. Um, but we don't partake in as much group activity and community and all that stuff. And I remember actually being sort of resistant to that because I was like, I, I am a loner. I still want, you know, a better system, better economic system at that. but, uh, I like being alone I, I love it dude I haven't talked yeah. to anyone
1: In a month I've <laughs> just been hanging out here like, Right Playing Elden Ring And shit And it's great
0: That's the thing I feel like we kind of Have to remember with Communism And people have different Takes on this obviously But like You know it, uh, Just more Community And, and like Social connection and, and group Activity stuff That's not A good In and of itself It's Healthier I think Overall but people should still have the options to, to you know, hang out by themselves. You know, people need alone time, I think, too. Yeah. Okay, how about
1: this? The ball, the pin, the front pin is Jimmy Hoffa. Nice. And,
0: uh, okay. How the fuck was he murdered? What's the bowling ball? Um, is that the mystery? I mean, he was shot. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, in the movie, he's, like, knifed, I believe. I can't remember if he's knifed or shot. I don't even know if it shows it so long. But um, he... I've heard that... His uh, body was basically like melted into a hubcap somewhere Into a hub, that's fucking
1: crazy Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's been proven well, or disproven There's out. like tons of like urban legends and shit about it, yeah. right? Yeah Okay, well then uh, that's like gutter ball It just shows the bowling pin being melted down Wait, no, that can't be how that the works The ball would get
0: melted down The ball would get melted like you're down you an insult to fucking t- <laughs> It's your fault yeah. They never show the humans. In the, do they? Is there like a human arm <laughs> tossing the
1: ball or does the no. ball just like jump? No, that would be so weird.
0: Yeah, what do people look like in that? They're
1: just like completely, they just like look like us. I think in the exactly. universe of the bowling animations, like there aren't people. Like we are supposed to understand. We're almost like gods in that yeah. we're like invisible and that these entities think everything that they're doing is their own free will that's right you know like they're perceiving it that way the the bowling ball is perceiving that he is you know a a fucking cowboy with a gun that shoots himself down that but in reality this is all metaphor for Uh what they have like that their minds are too small to comprehend which is that we're throwing them at each other you Mm -hmm.
0: know I see okay there's the, the unmoved mover yeah there I mean yeah there's probably a debate within the pinball community as to what how does this happen where did we come from (laughs) yeah what is this phenomenon and so the mission of this hybrid being would be to sort of end the whole situation (laughs) yeah like we don't need to do this we don't need to fight each other he's like a
1: Christ figure yeah they destroy him they crucify him
0: right and then so eventually the animation would be instead of the whole basis for it being a static uh balls hitting pins it would be ball pin hybrids maybe (laughs) black pins you know white balls with pins sticking out and they are fucking yeah and that's all it is it's like a planet of the apes situation and then it
1: pans out it's like you got a spare
0: that was the entire (laughs)
1: yeah point
0: of the movie right that's fucked up Um, a pacifist would a true pacifist have to do gutter balls interesting
1: yeah okay like a guy who's like I believe in violence so little yeah
0: even if the because you're playing into the representation of violence if as long as that stuff is on the screen Mm -hmm. you are promoting violence in a way
1: so you have to do the gutter ball that's what I'm gonna say when I get a gutter ball (laughs) every time from now on I went into I bowled a little bit at the gutter recently because I like had a show that day Mm -hmm. so I went early and threw a little bit and it's uh It's kind of exhausting. Like it's fun, and then your arm gets tired. Or that's what always happens to me. Yeah, I was like really good at it, and then my arm gets tired, and I'm like, "What the? How the fuck do people get good at this?"
0: Yeah, I think I believe I used to do it left handed. Eventually, I'm right handed, and like, and I would suck. I mean, I would suck both ways, and I refuse to use bumpers. Uh huh. Um, But I would just do it with my left hand, just to even, even it out. You know? Yeah. That's what you got to do
1: what you did with your left hand how, What what's even it out I don't understand
0: cuz like you're saying it's like you get really sore your oh. arm gets really sore and I hate that feeling of like one half is like you know feels radically different from the other arm or you yeah, know yeah that's weird yeah that's why I try to I haven't done this in a while but I used to make a habit of writing with my left hand and it's my handwriting is bad enough as it is look at this yeah like my same
1: yeah i, I I tried to do that shit for a while, like, to make yourself ambidextrous by writing with both hands.
0: Right. I mean, you're never going to get there, but it is at least good for your brain.
1: I will say that. I write like a left-handed person. Like, I hold the pen like a left-handed person. I use my right hand. And I also, when I bowl, I bowl with, like, the wrong foot forward. Okay. And I think... This I, I kind of have a theory. I think I, I'm i a left-handed person and they like beat it out of me or something. Interesting. You know, they used to do that to people because they said that you were the devil.
0: Right, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like my brain is trying to do left-handed shit, but then it's like being forced into doing right-handed shit. Mm-hmm. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it is unfair that society is designed... Why do you think that is that most people are right-handed? I th- I think I can say that with confidence, right? That it's it's the majority of people are right-handed. Well...
1: So, like, there's all these theories on it, like, uh, like, it's just genetically more common because of the way that your, um, your brain is split into two hemispheres, one of them, the, like, so your right arm is controlled by your left brain. Okay. And that brain is more, uh, adept at, like, um what the thing we were talking about last episode like what spatial versus verbal right i think that's verbal i guess or
0: spatial yeah i've been told the right side is verbal it's weird though because that's what i've been told uh like my entire childhood is like you're super right brain you're super right brain and i actually remember hearing jeremiah Wright say that uh black people are actually more right brained which is not true we, we should just think, make that the intro to the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i heard that when i was like 16 i was like all right cuz if you tell like a white person that they're yeah. in some way similar to quote unquote black people in the majority they're going to you it's know it's the greatest run thing that. that's ever happened yeah here. Yeah. Um, but there's no way that's true it's it's you know i mean maybe it's true but it's not because of you know melanin or whatever but yeah. point being um i had it eventually had a doctor. Uh, I was seeing a shrink, who was like, "I have a friend who studies brains, and I think you don't. You've been told a bunch of bra- stuff about your brain, so I just want him to explain what your brain is." And I was like, "Okay." And he comes in and tells me that I'm super left-brained. I was like, "Whoa!" I've been told my entire life that I'm it's I'm right-brained, and he was describing it, ex- and I was like, "You're sure it's right-brain?" And the same thing that people say about right-brain, he was saying about left-brain. Yeah, and he was like. One hundred percent sure that's the way it is. Well, and I've heard all different. This things. gets confusing because it's like
1: the left lobe controls the right hand. So I feel like sometimes people just really? say right when they mean left because they're like saying your right hand, but your left oh. brain. It's weird. You're like that's why like if uh, like when there's conjoined twins that have like two heads or whatever, like yeah. one of them will be like my head's over here, but I control the right arm because you're that's the way like uh-huh. everything's wired. But anyway, what's interesting about all this shit. Is So, like, just for whatever reason, it's more common for people to be oriented in a way where um, your right hand is, I guess, the spatial or verbal, I can't remember which one it is, that makes you able to, like, write and, you know, operate stuff. But the other one, your left hand, is, like, your artistic side, right? Right. And it's, like, the one that they correlate with all this other weird shit that is uh, less, like, you know, less um, amenable to, like, manual dexterity and all this, like, Kind of stuff that we use our fucking right hands for, but every once in a while, someone is just born genetically with them switched around, hmm. and that's what a left-handed person is supposedly. Okay. And because it's less common, um, supposedly, like you know, you see this like repeated in like sports and stuff like that. But like in like battle, like when people are like fucking fighting, someone who's left-handed was like really dangerous. Because everyone's oh, trained for yeah, yeah. fighting a right-handed person, so there'd be a guy out on the fucking battlefield just like mowing through people because everyone's expecting him to come from the opposite direction, and they're all uh-huh. trained or whatever. And so you'd have these like terrifying warriors. That uh, this is like an evolutionary psychology theory. It's probably bullshit. But I just heard it somewhere. Yeah. and Then you would have like these terrifying fucking people that are like left-handed, and that's why there became like a stigma around it. And people were going like, "That's the fucking devil right there." And yeah. uh, then you started, like killing people for being left-handed <laughs> and shit. Um, Damn. Same way if you're like a boxer, you know, you have to, like yeah. train if you're fighting a fucking left-handed guy because it's like everything's
0: backwards, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it's funny that what which side people think is creative because that's what I was told. It's like you're more you're right brain that makes you more creative. It's like great. And then I remember talking to this girl and I went to an arts high school and this girl was a dancer. And we just have completely different minds, like dancers and theater people, for the most part. Are like if you're a dancer, it's super technical, and like you do, blah, 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 and you do all the steps exactly. Yeah. And she's really good at math and stuff. She's like, yeah, I'm really left brain, good at math, good at dancing, and I'm really creative. And I was like, no, you're not. Fuck. Damn it. Because yeah. it's like creativity <laughs> can mean you know, there's all sorts of. It's such a uh, nebulous thing that it's there's it's hard to like quantify uh, who is creative. Like you can be left brain and creative yeah you you can't really be very extremely right brained creative and competent which is my struggle most things
1: that start off in the realm of like the field of psychology and then make their way eventually to being like nuggets of conventional wisdom are complete bullshit right it's just weird stuff that people like like to say because it just I don't know just kind of works and makes them feel good or whatever. But like the, simplifying everything down to like if you're the, this the left-handed or right-handed, left-brain or, or right brained if that it's even a thing, you're yeah. creative or you're a worker bee or whatever the fuck is like it's stupid. There's what do you mean? There's like, undefinable fucking thing. Creativity it can be. That's why that's kind of what it is in nature, right? You know?
0: Yeah, it's like introvert extrovert. You know, there are poles, there are people who need to be alone most of the time, and there are people who need to be around people most of the time, but there's most people, I would think, are in between somewhere.
1: Well, those are just words you use to just define, like, a vague thing, but, like, when people get really into, like, those INFJ, that's just, it's, that's just, it's fucking astrology with a lot of fancy words, because it's like, the point isn't... That we are all separable into these like categories. The point is that you want to do that. Right. That gives you something, right? That makes you feel a certain way about life. To be like, I everything's happening to me is because of uh, ENFP,
0: or right? Whatever. Right. And it, it, that's the thing is that there's some scientific backing to that, but it, it is equally valid, I think, to astrology right because there's no more credibility in whatever study you did on someone's brain than you know the time of year that someone's born which shapes all types of shit you know yeah yeah um anyway speaking of brains let's see um
1: (laughs) speaking of let's imagine the bowling pin is howard schultz Oh, we want to go there? (laughs) That's all I want to do. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, you mean like where to...
0: With with a segue, yeah. I was going to make a comment about the new Teamster president, Sean O'Brien, has a chrome dome. He's completely bald. He's like a bowling ball. Yeah. His head looks like a bowling ball. Like a white bowling ball. There you go. His head looks like if a pin and a bowling ball reproduced.
1: Oh, my God. And it's a white bowling Oh, my God. He has to be stopped.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They want to stop him. Yeah. He is, um, yes, yeah, so, uh, for people who don't know, um, sure, I'm sure most of our listeners are somewhat familiar with this, but the Teamsters had an, a, a leadership election this fall, and James Hoffa Jr., Jimmy P. Hoffa, I believe, um, there, there you go, another segue. Jimmy Hoffa <laughs> bowling, uh, he was—he's been termed out, I believe, as president of the Teamsters, and I let's—I'm talking off the cuff here, but I believe there's a brief moment in time where there they were between Hoffas, but for most of the you know past the, you know past century, I want to say it's been Hoffas, it's been Hoffa-led. They've got uh-huh. they had the OG, um, and then his son, and uh, a lot of Teamsters believe that the apple has fallen quite afar from the tree. Uh, Hoffa Jr. was a, what's called a uh, business unionist. He was cozied up to management too much, in a lot of people's view. And, um, a big thing for a lot of people, myself included, that was offensive, is in 2018, UPS... Which has a contract? There we go. Siren. Uh, <laughs> what can I say about that? A riff about. Usually, you'll say like, "Oh, that's uh, Jimmy. They're coming for Jimmy." Oh, that's what that is. Jimmy, you know? your ride is here. There you go. Thank you. That sounded like it was an ambulance or a top car. I, I don't know. Tell. It's
1: always hard to tell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We got to think of because I and I've used this riff too, and this is a, for a different situation, but. But we'll have one next time it occurs. When you're having technical difficulties on a, a podcast, like a leftist podcast, the go-to is like, oh, "That's the deep state trying to fuck us up." Yeah. We, I'm, I think we can do. Be- I mean, it's funny, but it, I think it's been played out. I think we can do a better, um, throwaway joke to make light of that situation. A what? Like who? Like,
1: uh, I don't know. That's um. You just get anti-Semitic with it and be like, <laughs> "It's whoa,
0: you know who?" Yeah. <laughs> Well, Sirens, anyway. Uh, Sirens, maybe they'll be represented by the Teamsters. The Siren song of James P. Hoffa was that uh, you'll be paid for, you'll be uh, protected and helped by my version of doing things, and uh, you can't get too big for your britches or it's going to be bad news. And uh, he didn't really feel the need to defend himself that much. Um, But the thing I was mentioning, 2018 there's a new contract with UPS. And it was a lot of members felt, a majority of members felt, a lousy contract. They got screwed. Um, Don't remember all the details, but it was very unpopular with the membership. And they had to take a vote against it. And the majority of the membership voted against this contract. Uh, But because of a bylaw in the Teamsters' constitution or whatever... Hoffa Jr. was able to overturn the vote and just go ahead and accept the contract and have him eat it. Um, So in that time, one of his... uh, part of his cohort, Steve... or uh, excuse me, Sean O'Brien, was kind of... and let's be clear, he was in Hoffa's inner circle, but he kind of jumped ship. Um, TDU... Teamsters for Democratic Union has been agitating for a long time against the Hoffa sort of uh, regime. Um, and O'Brien was critical of them at one point. He, th- he thought they were fucking with, uh, you know, the, the way things ought to be done. But he, and, and he's not totally TDU 100%, but he is, um, has basically, over the past couple of years, made amends with them and formed an alliance. And him and uh, Fred Zuckerman who is, uh, I think, even more militant and radical than, than O'Brien. Uh, they formed a slate in 2021 um, to run against Steve Verma, who was the uh, sort of hand-picked successor for James Hoffa Jr. Um, he, I believe he they had to go through a couple different successors, and so he was like the fifth pick. Because people were getting indicted and there's all like legal trouble and people were unpopular. There's scandals for a lot of his inner circle, and Verma was like kind of the only clean ish guy uh, who tried to to, uh, fill in for him, and he lost uh, by a lot in November. And for whatever reason, it took till March to. Uh, become, get get sworn in as Teamster's president. That's like longer than the American presidency. I don't know why it took so damn long. But uh, in that time, the old machine basically helped refuse to do any transition work with the new guys, which to me is a good sign, right? Because that's been one of the, the, some of the skepticism about O'Brien is like, well, he used to be part of Office Inner Circle. Is he really going to be more uh, badass and uh, I think the fact that there was that much bad blood uh, shows that yes there is going to be some change you know he may not be uh, you know anti-capitalist but he's a pro worker guy um, who was stonewalled so they they were supposed to like get access to the, the office and they would not let them in until the day he was sworn in they would just they would show up and it's like yeah this day isn't good you can come back Tuesday when you take over is one of the quotes. Um, <clears throat>
1: we're gonna fuck you like a bowling pin, <laughs> buddy. Um, damn that's crazy. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I need to uh, uh, just make note of something you said at the beginning of this story. Most of our listeners probably know this. I'm on this podcast and I didn't know okay. that, so I would assume you know there's a lot of people listening. All right. But thank you for catching us up. Yeah, uh, That yeah. all makes sense. Of course. <clears throat>
0: um, well, most will know, I believe, uh, that what's happening now, uh, or they will in the future, about Amazon, right? Because O'Brien's proposal going forward uh, in, the, in the election was to organize Amazon. And he said, we're going to do it the old-fashioned way it meant the old old fashioned way like a hundred years ago before the first alpha even uh teamsters were doing um like they were taken to the streets they were you know the reason the horse is on the logo and the seal is because they organized like uh horse delivery guys or or like you know horse bound carriages or something like that and they would it was it would often get bloody they would have like brawls with, you know, union busters and stuff. And they wouldn't, they weren't super concerned with following the law to a T and like doing, you know, very, uh, you know, they would do wildcat strikes and they would like not be super concerned with, you know, following election procedure and all that stuff, which I'm not, you know, you got to do at some point, but they were like, let's do this from the outside. Uh Let's not, let's not like play by the rules that they've uh, set up for us. Um, so that's kind of what he was hinting at, that he would do with uh, with organizing Amazon. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen now. Yeah. Because uh, there's, you know, three unions potentially involved here. One that's for sure involved, which has just been formed, Amazon Labor Union. Um, Team Search have been wanting to organize Amazon for a while. It's been kind of a white whale. And the RWDSU is close to potentially getting uh, Bessemer because they had a revote. There was some crap that went on from Amazon's side. And right now it's too close to call. Cause there's like Amazon is technically ahead, but there are a lot of disputed ballots. So if those come back, uh, RWDS way, then they will hopefully have a union. Um, and, yeah, what I'm curious about is, is how is this all going to shake out? Because there was a meeting a photo that was shared, very exciting between O'Brien and Christian Smalls, um, and it seems like they're going to work together and collaborate. My, um, you know, I'm very happy about O'Brien being in there, but right now, my kind of a, my feeling is that it would be best to like start with a fully brand new. Union, because there's a lot of potential for where that could go with uh, ALU. Uh-huh. Um, just so everyone's on the same page, we're
1: all familiar with uh, what happened. This yes. Week, right? Yes.
0: Of which we were uh, going to have a guest who is a, we will not name, but he is a reporter <laughs> on this matter. He might still show up. Who knows? Still he might somewhere. still show up. The door is open. Um, we did have a, a reporter who's been Covering this quite closely, booked to do the show to fill us in, uh, and he has um, he has been compromised by the deep state. That's right, yeah, in the you know who, right? Um, he has been hit by a bowling ball. There we go.
1: Yeah, a bowling ball with like um, you know a homeland security lanyard. There you go. Eyeballed this guy from across the lane, and then they. Oh, okay. The bowling ball shoots a Havana syndrome gun at the pins, and they all get dizzy, and they knock themselves down.
0: There you go. Yeah. How can you knock? Is that legal in bowling if you just have, like, Superman breath, and you can just, like, and then they all just fall down? Yeah, it's technically
1: illegal. No one's ever done it,
0: but you could. Maybe you could just generate enough air power from, like, the way you roll the ball. It knocks them down with that, even though it goes in the gutter. Yeah,
1: I think you're talking superhero weird physics stuff.
0: Yeah. Probably not possible. Unless you're that, you know, guy with the sunglasses who did the yes, yes. I'm the best. You uh, know what I'm
1: talking about? No, he said, uh, who do you think you are? I am. Right. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> That's what he chose to say when he won some pivotal bowling match. Yeah. And uh, made history forever. If I was going to use my Elden Ring character to knock the pins down, I would probably choose. Uh, Glinstone uh, Pebbles? I don't know. Mm. can't remember the name of my 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 uh, spells, but there's one that shoots an orb. So i probably use that one. Yeah. <coughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's okay. <laughs> <coughs> it's a video game me and Alex have both been playing okay. since it came out. Elden Ring? Mm-hmm. Cool. It's um very what addictive.
0: What is it about?
1: I'm not really sure what it's about. Okay. It's, uh, well,
0: what's the, like, who do you play as?
1: well you start you sort of pick a class of character like a fighter or a mage or whatever and Uh then you're just dropped into this like weird land where you're running around fighting all these huge scary medieval things and um interestingly so these games they don't like the story is not very like upfront. Like you can kind of play the whole thing without really wondering, knowing why any of this stuff is happening. Right? Um, just you just kind of catch these vague like references to like these cults and stuff like that that are all warring with each other. But what's interesting is like so in FromSoft games, you get the story by reading all the item descriptions and stuff, which is the thing traditionally people like skip when they're playing video games. Uh-huh. And uh, there's people that do entire podcasts on like figuring out the what the story of like Dark Souls or whatever is because yeah. they read all the item descriptions. Well, for Elden Ring, they got George R. R. Martin to write the story, nice. which is being told through those things. And in theory, that's really cool because he's a really good writer. But I couldn't. I still have no idea what the fuck, yeah, is going on or what he put into it or what. It's kind of just gibberish.
0: Okay. But that's encouraging to me to know that you don't have to really know how to play video games to write them. Is that
1: the case? Um, I, I probably, I don't know, with George R.R. R. Martin, my guess is either he's like really into gaming or he's an old man who has like right. no idea what the fuck it is. Hard to say. Okay. I'd
0: love to get a job writing video games.
1: Me too, man. Tight. Cat, cat
0: burglar your, game. Cat burglar game. That's
1: really cool. I like that. That's a yeah. unique idea, right there.
0: Right, like the movie Entrapment. But a, a video, you could honestly just make a video game out of the movie Entrapment with yeah. the lasers and the
1: stuff. Yeah, could you make a movie? Could you make a video game out of organizing your workplace? Say, if you worked at a Starbucks.
0: Ooh, ooh, that's a good point. Um, maybe they should do that. Honestly, as a training, if you had a role-playing game just to train, like specifically for Starbucks workers. That they could just, like, learn how to do it, kind of under the radar?
1: I've got it. I figured it out. Okay, so on, like, Newgrounds, in, uh-huh. like, the aughts, when we were all growing up, yeah, there were these games called Dating Simulators, where, like... Oh, I remember those. <laughs> yeah, it's like a picture of some anime chick. Gengarou <laughs> then, Girls. Then you're, like, you're in a dialogue tree, and you're, like, you know, you have different options of, like, compliment her hair. Yeah. Or, you know, you're face looks good today or whatever, and you're trying to get her to date you. So we could make a dating simulator, but it's 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 the actually like it's your co worker is the anime girl, and it's like you look like you're working hard today, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think we are not getting paid enough? Yeah. Wow, it's fucked up that they fired that person, you know? And then right. like the end of the game is that you uh you get the union and you kill your boss. I think
0: it's a great idea. Or you date your boss. Whatever the goal is. Okay, maybe the- <laughs> probably not that one. What <laughs> if someone was a union just became a union? It was like salting a place just so they could end up sleeping with their boss. It's probably happened to develop the sexual tension.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's actually, that's a weird way to go about it, but yeah, you know, weirder things have happened. Um, should we? What should we do here?
0: Okay, so. <laughs> uh, yeah Starbucks guy that's what it is well yeah wait, so there's stuff I, I wanted to ask him um, that mm-hmm. I'm not because uh, what I'm not super clear on is um, this was I will admit this was a surprise I I I, I kind of had steeled myself to uh, expect disappointment here because you know I was excited as everyone was with Bessemer and you know it's not too late for that either but um, uh, just kind of and this kind of I guess the Circles, um, I was following on Twitter at the time, uh, gave the impression that this was not going to succeed on Staten Island, JFK 8. I believe that's what it's called. Um, And a lot of that had to do with the amount of cards signed, which was 30%. um, And and so when you file for an election, the rule is you need at least 30% of the workforce um, to sign a card saying, yes, I want an election. Uh, and not all, not 100% of the time, but pretty often uh, unions, the union organizers' goal is to get like 70%, because it's only going to go down from there. Uh, it, it is the assumption you go in with. Um, but what has been reported to me, and what had been reported to me, that only thir- they got about 30% of the workforce, and then they were like, let's let's call the election and i'm not totally sure if that's actually the case because um as was you know has been revealed over the past couple of weeks they did have a strategy uh, they were really thoughtful about it and they were even talking to jane McAlevy, who's uh, a union organizer and a great author who's written stuff like no Sh- no shortcuts about like what to do and what not to do when you're you're calling a union so um and, you know, 8,000 people were organized at once. A lot of people thought that was not going to happen um, because it's just so big. Uh, and, you know, there were no formal unions that were, like, officially backing it. They did get some help, though. as has also come out from, I believe, the SEIU. Um, they're really allowed to use office space. Don't quote me on SEIU. I know some union um, did help them out a little bit. So... I think there's like a gap here between some people on... And it's ironically, it's a lot of people on Twitter who are... And and I'm part of this uh, coterie in a way um, who are like, you need to get off Twitter and organize. And what happened was that that sort of blinded them to the fact that this was actually happening on the ground. And in real life, they were organizing. They were doing a lot of... um, Really, really uh courageous stuff and dedicated stuff. Chris Smalls was like sleeping at the bus stop so he could talk to workers. Um and maybe I guess that didn't come through or there was like some, you know, random beefs and stuff and uh it just gave some people the impression that this wasn't like a serious effort. I will be clear, I was not naysaying. Um I was, you know, supportive of it the whole time. I'm supportive of anyone who wants to to start a union. As Do you
1: as. think that's why... uh I'm not entirely sure what's going on here, but I saw after they won their uh, vote, he kind of had some shit to say about AOC like not showing up to support.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my take on that is, like, he can say whatever the hell he wants about whoever, you know, he deserves it. Like, he just fucking won and played a crucial role in, in winning this. Um... But I think a lot of the commentariats who are trying to make this about AOC and, like, uh, you know, a lot of Twitter accounts, there's one that I know that's literally obsessed with, like, her every move is uh, being watched and yelled at from the ostensible left. Yeah. Um,
1: People who have that, like, mental brain thing going on are that's crazy yeah it's not about left shit or unions or anything
0: something else is going on it's yeah it's a weird psychosexual thing i mean i i I take it uh at his word and he he said in another interview that he uh was disappointed she didn't show up and it sounded like she canceled and then was like um kind of dodgy about you know justifying it or whatever but like it's not and i will say too in the interview he gave when he when he was asked um you know, does AOC deserve any congratulations for this or whatever? Uh, he said, hell nah. Um, someone pointed out, I haven't watched the video, but someone pointed out that the, he, the person interviewing him, um, Jordan Sheridan, who does a lot of great work, and I love his stuff, uh, was, like trying, was like pressing him on that. Yeah. Trying to that, get it out.
1: That of was him. the answer like the third time right. they pressed him or something. Yeah. Like the first time he was just like no comment or something, right?
0: Right. And it, it's like if you're trying to make this... About AOC from either direction. If, you know, people, I haven't started. Take it, there are probably some people who are like, this is because of AOC and the AOC generation or whatever. Um, I think you're, you've lost the plot if you're making it all about this one figure, you
1: know? Yeah, I think it's like a minute detail that just got like t- it, way too much attention given to because yeah. she's a celebrity or whatever. But um, I, I don't give a shit about any of that. I was just curious if maybe. If she didn't show up to the thing, then that's that he's talking about because there was just a perception somehow that you're describing of like this not having been a legitimate organization effort,
0: right? Yeah, and I think there are a lot of factors there. I think the fact that it was, you know, eight thousand people and from a brand new union, uh, that felt like a, a long shot, um, and it worked. And I think a lot of the reason it did work. Is because it was totally worker led. They didn't have outside um, organizers coming in and like passing out lit at the gates. It was all done by uh, either current workers or Christian Small, who was a former worker who got uh, 86th um, with the help of Jay Carney, um, who has not tweeted since right before this election,
1: which is just hilarious. That's pretty funny. I saw that. Jay Carney worked for Obama, right?
0: Yeah, he was his press secretary.
1: And now he's the fucking Amazon press secretary. That, that is just insane.
0: Right. I think he has to go. I think he has to get fired because, you know, he said two years ago, this is at the start of the pandemic, uh, Amazon was not treating their workers well. Um, Christian Smalls led a walk out and got fired for violating COVID protocols. And then Jay Carney says in an internal email and it gets leaked, this guy's not, I believe, smart or articulate, which I think definitely has some sort of racial uh, undertones or overtones. Um, yeah, that's like, that's a coded word, right? Yeah. So I think he got to go, you know, and especially because this thing lost. If you're uh, from, from Amazon's side, I think they, they got to ax him um, or maybe he'll resign on his own. I don't know. It's just like embarrassing. If, to think, like, like in the Obama years, it was like, and, and up until now, um, like, unionism has just kind of been a third third rail almost, or it's just like an undiscussed, it's like uncharted territory, really. The media doesn't cover it. Um, the, you know, the sort of Washington, like, insiders don't really care about it anymore. And now, and so you could do things like, Take a job at Amazon union busting, as a lot of Obama people do and have been doing for several years now. And now that it's, it's actually coming to a head, sort of, it's starting to slowly. And, you know, I hate Joe Biden, but he's at least willing to say the word union, this which Obama I, barely did.
1: This is what I'm kind of curious about. What do we think of this? Because Biden is doing this weird shit where he's like kind of trying to make trying to portray like, Oh yeah, I absorbed like the Bernie stuff in the campaign and I'm pro union and he like had that weird speech the other day where he was saying, We're coming for you, Amazon and like Yeah. What is that? I mean well, I is it just that, a lie or does he not understand how it contradicts all his other politics or what well,
0: I see I think he's actually been pretty consistent with us in, in a way. Like it's it's been unions are part of his constituency. Not necessarily the rank and file, but union leadership has always been in Biden's on Biden's team, right? Uh-huh. You think? You remember the primaries? He was uh, endorsed by the firefighters, like the international firefighters uh, union. I think it is. Well, it's like just automatically on his side because he's done. He's been there on a lot of little things. He's not been there on the big things like NAFTA, um, but. He has done the retail politics required to get the support of union leadership, which in a lot of cases is all it takes. You know, you just have to be friendly. You have to show up to stuff and you have to do things here and there. Uh, With the Teamsters, he's actually been pretty good on their pensions. Um, But when it comes to the big structural things, yeah, it is absolutely a contradiction. Like, you can't be pro free trade and pro, like, labor union. It just you know um, and so yeah the rhetoric has always I think the rhetoric has always been consistent it's just his policies have been you know bad but unlike Obama he did have like a pre-existing relationship with American labor that Obama just it was like a foreign concept to him and that's why he didn't even mention the the word card check which was a campaign promise he made you know he said Obama did in 2008 I'm going to show up at the picket line when people are striking that was all just bullshit right uh, yeah biden um it's hard to tell if he i don't think it really matters ultimately but um it's hard to tell if he really wants to pass the pro act or if he's just you know sort of posturing or if like the the the, the structural constraints are such that you know we we can't pass it uh, which may be the case um but yeah so yeah, i think the hope though is in is in uh more of these workplaces, right? There's one coming up in um, in on. Uh, there's another one on Staten Island. Uh, what is the name? LDJ Five. So it'll be really interesting to see if they go ALU. And like I was saying earlier, I really do hope it's. Is my impression now? I really hope that it is ALU that starts to to spread and uh, gets more Amazon facilities. And that's because it doesn't have the same baggage that other unions do. Um, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I'm very excited about the prospect of having a, a new union, independent union, that's organized thousands and thousands of people, just a massive, massive company that has a radical orientation because a lot of unions, even uh, the teamsters, right? As we were saying, Sean O'Brien's not like he's, you know, a socialist. Um, they don't, they don't really have that But if you have like an actual radical And they've been reading stuff like William Z. Foster Who's a communist organizer yeah. If you have that sort of uh, f- Feeling in general Sort of skepticism of capitalism And a commitment to you know, And Christian Smalls has said He um, he's, cares about climate change And uh, I don't know if he's talked too much About imperialism Maybe he has um, But th- those are all things that are Hopefully going to be on the table because if you have a massive union throughout this country that has radical politics and can shut down logistics in major cities and they have, like, anti-imperialist commitments, that's a an incredible thing.
1: Yeah, that's, like, the, the first step toward yeah. the big thing. Yeah, that's fucking cool. That guy's fucking cool, man. I'm glad he's uh, at the helm of this you know yeah because it could be some wishy-washy fucking person who immediately throws it all away
0: right that's the other Twitter controversy not to spend too much time on this but like oh is he getting too much credit is he not getting enough credit it's like just be happy right who that cares that this happened yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll figure that fucking shit out later
0: yeah but speaking of big effing companies that are ex- being assaulted because as we know, that's what's happening to, to Amazon. Uh, I think we would say it's an assault. I don't dispute that. It's a good assault. It's a good it's assault. Cool assault, right? Um, it's it's a bit of an odd thing to say, though, for a CEO such as Mister Howard Schultz.
1: Howard, remember him from the videos? That uh, what's his face would make Conor O'Malley? Oh, rah, 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 Power. Howard! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a god! So many years ago. God, I miss being young.
0: Moving (laughs) on. Yeah, so he is this... I didn't realize this uh, until I was reading up on it, but he is the CEO again because, of course, he was, like, the founder of Starbucks, served as CEO for a long time, and then stepped down to be a fucking, you know, weirdo, like, rich billionaire psycho freak, like a Bill Gates-style dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he reappointed himself as CEO specifically because of unionization.
1: <laughs> was there another CEO when he did that? I think so. Did just box him out and just go fuck you. I'm back.
0: Yeah. Let me. See. I mean, he he basically runs the show. It was kind of like a Putin thing where he stepped down for a little bit and led Zelensky. Uh, not Zelensky. Cut. <laughs>
1: Do you think is this what fucking Elon is doing? And uh, wait, no, not Elon. I can't remember what him or Bezos. You know, are like not the fucking actual titular job anymore, but they are.
0: Right. Yeah, I think the same thing is going on with Bezos, but we don't hear about the the actual CEO. Yeah, like I, I have to look up now who was the interim CEO between uh, Schultz terms CEO Kevin Johnson. Okay,
1: never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so he's back, and he is hitting the road, traveling around to Starbucks shops and doing uh, listening sessions where he tells the workers how grateful they should be for working at Starbucks. There was an amazing video a few months ago. <laughs> I'm so excited. He was in Buffalo, because this was like the first shot across the bow, right? It was the Buffalo store. It was like, Starbucks is might have a union? That's crazy. And keep in mind, very exciting what's happening. Still a tiny fraction of total Starbucks stores. But the hope is that it's going to spread and be unstoppable. Um, but he, before anyone's unionized, he shows up in Buffalo, does a mandatory meeting, and says... Uh, that he has gone to Israel, tells us a little story about how he was talking to a Holocaust survivor in Israel who told Howard about um, being on the trains to the camps. (laughs) And then what happened? (laughs) When they got to the camp, uh, (laughs) people were given a blanket for every six people. So one person would get a blanket and it was their choice if they could share it with like six other people. And what did he use this as a metaphor for?
1: (laughs) What we've done at Starbucks. Of course. That is insanely fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) So he gave a speech comparing the unionization effort to the...
0: Him giving like people an Arizona uh, State University degree (laughs) that I think you can only get if you're full time or some shit uh, to like yeah people sharing a blanket and, all, and he's like not everyone did it but most people did he shared it with six other people which is yeah pretty incredible um, yeah so he's kind of digging his own grave in a way and this thing with the assault he even said he was like, there's companies under assault with a threat of unionization. And before he said that, like, I have been coached. He, <laughs> he blurted that out. He was <laughs> like, did they coach you not to say stuff like you're under assault to, like, <laughs> let workers have
1: a bit more money? First lesson in coaching is uh, don't say I have been coached. Right. You're trying to come off natural. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just on this crazy thing where he, he's just extremely upset about the... The Starbucks Union thing and is uh, giving speeches, talking about the Holocaust and calling it an assault.
0: Right. And he, so, yeah, because I think this, like, hurts him to his core because he really does view what he does as, like, building a little mini-society of people who are grateful to their benevolent dictator.
1: I've read about this before and, like, uh, like, the weird Holocaust speech he gave and shit and, like, I think he believes it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't th- think this is, I mean, it's weird because he's saying stuff like I have been coached or whatever, but like, I don't think that he like sees it quite in like a Mr. Burnsy
0: way. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I think that's, this is the true evil of capitalism is that like he himself
0: does is drinking the Kool-Aid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's why he ran for president. Right. Like this is a monomaniacal psycho. It, you know, that level of power just makes you crazy. And he hasn't had to deal with this since the 80s. There were a couple Starbucks stores that were, and this is, Starbucks is a much smaller chain. Um, they're thinking about unionizing and they stamped it out. Um, they just like, you know, what they've been able to do in the past is kind of uh, relocate or, and what they're doing now is they are firing people. Um, no I think in the eighties they actually can they like put so much pressure on the union it had to decertify they they got them to reverse the vote eventually
1: that's insane,
0: yeah, but now they're just firing people left and right um one person who they did fire uh that was kind of funny was their lawyer who's been in charge of this um trying to stop the unionization and they haven't succeeded uh as much as they would like so far and so they uh asked her um which you know, it's I don't know what what uh, methods they're going to come up with next, and and that's kind of the scary thing to me, especially with Amazon too. Is like, what is the retaliation going to be like now? Because what they were able to do, and this is another thing I wanted to ask our, our guest, is organize in the workplace, like talk to people in the break room, um, and that's how they did it eventually, and at the bus stop, and and will. Amazon now and Starbucks as well. Are they at the stores that are not unionized yet in the facilities? Which is still most of them. Are they just going to like banish people from talking or something like that? Because workplaces do that. Like, you know, you see stuff sometimes where it's like, "You're you are here to work. Do not have conversations that are non-work related." Yeah,
1: I think that's part of it, and yeah. it's also not so much deliberate as it is like it's something that just becomes a part of the organism then that they don't stop and that they keep doing because it moves everything in the direction that they see all this stuff moving in like I don't mean to like psychoanalyze this guy so much and like all of them really but I just I think they really, really like see this as the only way that progress can happen historically uh-huh. because people think of like labor unions, socialism, and communism as, like, a failed experiment from the past. Right. Especially when it benefits you to think of it that way. Yeah. It's very convenient. I mean, most people I talk to about this sort of stuff kind of think of it that way, and that's why the, the possibility of, like, weird, like, tech stuff and just, like, great, you know... Uh, great men of history like um like like way of thinking about like these like venture capitalists and stuff seems to be the only thing that's left in people's imaginations it's hard to like i mean it is hard to convince people to join a union because they're like isn't that the thing from the past that didn't work right you know they've been told that forever and like this guy like, I, it's just so just fucking stark and dark The the what must be happening in his imagination is like the only way to fight off global warming and just like progress humanity is for <laughs> me to be this like demigod that yeah. just fucking lords over all Starbucks workers.
0: Right, and, and I think that's what the threat is, is power, right? You don't have as much, you don't have total control over your employees if they're in a union. You can't just, you know make edicts and say from now on no one can can do things like not talk uh, you know about uh about outside stuff don't you know have an actual conversation and get to know your coworkers and like actually make it enjoyable like if you have a union if you if you say something like you can't talk uh in most cases any like edict like that has to go through a, some sort of process um with the union uh, and that's what, you know, is happening now with, they, and they use a lot of these rules that they have, some of which are extremely onerous, to justify firing union organizers, which is happening with Starbucks. Um, Layla Dalton yeah. is a young woman in, in Arizona who, um, I found this out recently, actually the daughter of Jelly Roll Dalton, who was a Ravens defensive tackle. Whoa, Jelly Roll. Yeah. Super Bowl champion Um, So she she, uh, has been Very publicly um, Promoting the union And she's you know Been unafraid to raise Issues with with her workplace And uh, has recorded Because Arizona Very important to know if you are in Arizona Same It's also true of New York State it, they're one-party consent states, and what is that? That's not a bowling ball reference. That <laughs> means if you're recording somebody, you don't have to tell them, and you can use the recording for whatever you want.
1: Yeah, you can do it in New York too.
0: Yeah, which is I don't know if that's a good law necessarily, but it is the law, and uh, you can get away with it if you're if you're a labor organizer. Go ahead, even if you're not a labor organizer. If you're having a conversation with your boss and they're bringing up ridiculous stuff, record it.
1: Yeah, you're allowed to.
0: Yeah. So that's what she did in several instances. And in one, um, she was told, you know, you've been wearing your uh, AirPods on the job, which is just a fucking stupid rule. This I used to get in trouble for this at my at restaurant jobs. When you're opening up, you're literally just, like, taking chairs down and, you know, wiping stuff off. And it makes it so much better to just have a podcast on, you know? Yeah. So it feels like you're not working as much you are working hard but you're listening to something to make it a little more enjoyable and they just it's the control thing they just make it so you can't wear them Um, I mean there's probably some justification like what if someone has to talk to you about something well you can still hear people with the podcast and it's not that bigger problem you but just tap them and pause and then right. talk to them yeah. it's
1: not about that it's about the fucking control i right. that used to should, should used to drive me so fucking crazy when i was working because like honestly legitimately like i fucking hate working but with if you're able to, to like do something with your fucking brain while you're doing it it yeah. really makes it like kind of more of just like going to the gym or right. some shit
0: Deliveries, doing you know Deliver, you know, bike deliveries. It's you get to knock out uh, audiobooks or podcasts. It's it, yeah, it makes it uh, so you're not a total, and that's what they want is people to be total automatons. You can't even at some workplaces talk to people about their lives. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but she pointed out she was asked, she was reprimanded once for it. stopped doing it. Several of her coworkers who were Caucasian have kept doing it. And not gotten in any trouble at all. Um, So this was like clearly a retaliation situation. Um, And they ended up firing her like an hour after Howard Schultz gave his little town hall speech. And I know that, I don't know, no, but I have a very big hunch that he uh, personally uh, instructed them to find a reason to 86 her.
1: Yeah. Man, what a fucking freak. Yeah. Why doesn't he just go back to not having a job? That's what I would do. Yeah,
0: just live off you you de- you, you really only need 1 billion. Not even that, right? Yeah. To just be compl- have everything you would possibly desire. That's the thing, man. It's not about that with these fucking people.
1: It's like it's actually just it's actually ideological yeah it's so fucking stupid
0: yeah but i think this could end up backfiring hopefully it will um that she will like christian smalls become uh even more dedicated as an organizer and you know her co-workers will see what happened and they will retaliate in their own right by forming a union hopefully um but it's just like there's One other thing she recorded where they got this, and apparently these people make pretty good money. I don't know if this guy in particular, but she just got a random call from someone who works for Starbucks, like corporate or whatever, and he's like asking her all these questions. And he sounds like, you know, like an NPR host, and he's like, Have you ever like made a joke about someone else being racist when you knew they weren't actually being racist? Have you, like, have you ever done that? And she's like, I don't understand the question. Like, I was under- like, okay, that's fine. you know. What uh, the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that this has a lot of potential. I mean, if we could get Starbucks and Amazon, and, you know, like the sort of the, I don't know about traditional left, but one of the, at least when I was sort of first getting politicized, you know, it was sort of in the zeitgeist of no logo, right? We're against brands, we're against corporatization and all that stuff, and chains. Chains are bad. They're bad for your mental health. They're bad for society, and that's, you know, I'm not necessarily going to argue with that in, in theory, but they all, what they also do, is and this is a double-edged sword too, but they do um, make organizing in many ways easier. Because you have a whole network of people who are doing the same exact job. And you can communicate and share information and share tactics, things that work, don't work. That's
1: true. Also, you're going up against a faceless, like, more faceless boss than, like, a mom and pop. Right. Like, we're going to take over the fucking corner store
0: situation. That is one side of the sword. The other side of the sword is that, arguably, they have, like, unlimited resources to crush the union but, like, a lot of, you know, smaller businesses do that, too. Like, uh, No Evil Foods in North Carolina hired, you know, they invested a lot in union busting. Like, it's not only chains that do that. Yeah. They do probably have more resources, but you have, like, you know, in so, so many more workers at these chains that, uh, you know, it can, you know, it does have to happen store by store, but um, I think it's going to increase. There's... Let's see. I think
1: that's a really interesting point in that, like, a a lot of the stuff that they use to organize you in a negative way can just be turned around into organizing in a positive way, you know? You're wearing these uniforms that are dehumanizing. Well, suddenly you're wearing uniforms and you're part of a fucking little army of people, you know? Yeah. It feels like a certain way.
0: Right. And it's so it's kind of... At first it was, like, kind of surreal to see, like... Now I've just become accustomed to it. But seeing the Amazon logo and the Starbucks logo sort of like morphed into a union for those. Yeah. yeah. And like Kellogg's too. They were using Tony the Tiger for like the <laughs> Kellogg strike. You take him. Appropriate
1: him. Yeah, yeah. He's theirs. It's cool. Yeah. He's a fucking furry, I think, for that
0: bandana. Something weird's going on with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But Ooh. yeah, there's... I, I think it's an exciting time. Uh, this could be...
1: What... There's one thing that might stop the union movement, sure. though. There's one weapon that Howard Schultz has left in his arsenal. A gun. All of my frappe has gone. Uh, the NFT thing. Oh, right,
0: right, right. We gotta talk about I that. that. Yes,
1: it's insane. He's trying to buy off his employees with like NFT investment opportunities or whatever the
0: fuck. Right. It's, it's it. So reminds me of you. Remember that show, Undercover Boss? Yeah. They would get like a CEO of a company would come in and work with, you know, the the employees at the lower the lower ranking employees and find out what it's like to work there. Um, decide who's hot, who's not. You know, what can we do different? And basically ends up, oh, we need to fire this person. Is usually how most of the men. But sometimes they would find like a diamond in the rough, some really great employee. And I remember one was like a guy who, um uh, his job was to like empty to- porta potties. Uh-huh. Uh, but he was like, f- had a sense of humor about it. And so, um, in exchange for his great work, when it was revealed that this guy was the undercover boss, he was like, I'm going to put you on a tour of all of our facilities and you can teach people, uh, how charming you are and how to have fun. <laughs> it's like what about uh, money? What about just giving him money so he <laughs> no longer has to do the job? Like I don't, I mean maybe I missed this but I'm pretty sure he didn't like offer him any like financial benefit, any like better health care, pension or anything like that. It was like you just get more recognition. Yeah. Like that's, the answer is pretty easy but you know because it's CEOs who are signing on to do the show, they can't produce anything that would actually, like, challenge, you know, the structure of their, their companies, even to a minor extent. Like, you should pay your workers more. Um, but, yeah, so one of these gimmicks is uh, NFTs, which Howard Schultz is now giving to uh, <laughs> his employees.
1: Oh, man, that's so funny. Just a board, like a the ape but he's wearing the starbucks apron (laughs) this could be yours instead
0: of don't join a union how about this right so he says in one of his town halls if you look at the companies the brands the celebrities the influencers that are trying to create a digital nft platform and business i can't find one of them that has the treasure trove of assets that starbucks has from collectibles to the entire heritage of the company, what the fuck is he even talking about collectibles? I think, yeah, I think he's talking about like getting a cranium or like a Nora Jones
1: CD. <laughs> yeah, like no bug. Yeah, nobody. I mean, that's the only thing I could possibly think of in terms of like Starbucks merch is like John Mayer CD. You don't even nobody even listens to CDs anymore,
0: right? I mean, it the, the, the pathetic thing about it is this is like. Not even something that's happened. It's like, it's going to happen down the road. He didn't say when it's going to happen. This is just him scrambling to come up with an idea other than just pay your employees more. Like, they could end... They could... Maybe not end, but put a dent in the union drive if they just made the floor for all Starbucks employees like $30 an hour. That would basically end this, right? Maybe not, but I would hope not, but I feel like a lot of workers at Starbucks would be like, okay, fine. Never mind. Yeah. But he just can't bring himself to do that. The company would be fine. They could afford that easily, yeah. Yeah. It's not about that, you know? Right. And apparently this is the same place where he talked about the assault, the threat of uh, unionization. Yeah. Um but yeah what a crazy man um but uh yeah this could be the start of the 2020s when it really begins when it kicks off what defines the decade could be worker <laughs> Militancy. Oh, they're going to say Starbucks NFTs. Oh no, (laughs) you're right. That's (laughs) fucked up. No, you're right. Well, both things, NFTs and unions. Right, that's the thing. It might not be all bad, but it might not be all good either. It could be a combination, some strange sort of uh, synthesis of like weird tech shit and more labor rights. Yeah. I don't know. I could see that. Those are two kind
1: of almost opposing forces of just. Defining the general um, rejection of, like, plain old neoliberal capitalism.
0: Right. Yeah. It's got to end at some point, right? Yeah. Will it explode and kill everyone, or will it uh, smash into a million pieces that rebuild themselves into
1: something beautiful? We'll see. Um, Only a bored ape knows behind those drowsy eyeballs of his, and he refuses to say what's on his mind because he's so bored. That's right. Because he's a billionaire or a billionaire. I think all those apes are supposed to be billionaires, if I remember correctly. That's why they have a oh, yacht yeah? club.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, to kind of put a button on this, I think, like, there's one thing I am fairly confident of uh, a lot of our listeners are probably unemployed or partially employed um, and looking for work and I don't know how how explicit I should get here but uh, you should join the labor movement Um, there are a lot of opportunities right now for getting involved Um, obviously you can donate to, you know, stuff like Amazon Labor Union. Um, but there is, and and to be clear, this is one of the mistakes too I think um, that, or, or sort of that, that like group think I was talking about earlier, I think DSA was was uh, afflicted with that a bit. And some of that is because of capacity, because we have been very focused on Starbucks, uh, but some of it may have been just, you know, oh, well that doesn't look like it's going to happen, we should you know, spend our time elsewhere. But I think going forward, there will be, uh, I know there will be solidarity with Amazon Labor Union, and there's definitely already a lot of stuff going on with, with Starbucks and other industries. Um, so there are a ton of ways to get involved, uh, especially with Starbucks. There's some organizing um, opportunities. I'll, I will just say that much um, that you can get involved in, and we will link to that. Um, and there is a, if if you listen to this before Sunday, 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 uh, there is an event for uh, the DS, Democratic Socialist Labor Committee, um, that we would recommend everyone go to, um, about the rank and file strategy, which is another something that, you know, deserves its whole own episode, and there's a lot of different perspectives there that have been sort of in, in dialogue and figuring out what the best strategy is, and, you know, there's... there's I, I'm, a, I'm an all-of-the-above guy on this. I think we can get people into pre-existing unions and make them more militant. We can get people um, to form new unions and uh, unionize new chops. Uh, I think we can do all... I think we need to do all of it. Um, so, you know, we need to support the labor movement. We need to be, be the labor movement, be a part of it. Uh, and I think the way to do that is through... Getting involved, so we will link to these two things. And you know, um, there's this is not the beginning and end of of the things you can do, but these are two really good places to start. Uh, Solidarity is brewing for Starbucks, and uh, Unions in you which is the um, event happening Sunday, April 10th, at 7 p.m. Eastern time so uh look be on the lookout for that and we'll we'll post links in the the show notes for how to get involved.
1: I love it, yeah, that's yeah. cool. that's an optimistic thing to end on,
0: yeah, I think this organize could be
1: this could be big this could be huge for us, yeah, we're getting back into the workforce, maybe we'll organize our various rackets that we do. To fund our lives. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, uh I don't think the guest is ever coming,
0: but we, we <laughs> did it anyway. We uh, did it without him. <laughs> you know, that that's kind of a metaphor for the Amazon workers not waiting for the established unions to come along. That's the bad metaphor, Never It's mind.
1: just like the Holocaust, I agree. <laughs> uh <laughs> um let's do some plugs and get out of here you got anything besides uh, the labor stuff
0: um just that stuff for today uh that and you know amazon labor union you can also volunteer directly with them
1: um and we'll link to that um my show meat space in new york city is still happening on the 19th of april and the 17th of may while i'm on tour you should go see it i've got cool friends that are going to be doing it uh but i'll be on tour so if you're in texas i uh i have this thing that really annoys me as a texan where um when any comedian from the north is doing shows in texas they make a flyer and it's like them wearing a cowboy hat and then (laughs) holding a microphone or riding a bull or something and uh it annoys the ever-living shit out of me and you should know that if you go to other places that that being a cute bit to you is very condescending and obnoxious to the people that actually live there so I always give people shit over it Um, and uh, I just made a flyer with uh, myself doing that because well it's actually Elon Musk Elon Musk Uh. is uh, wearing a cowboy hat and yelling into a microphone and doing something right now I think he cast a giant dogecoin dog into the sky the other night Um, (laughs) so that's that's the image I'm using for my Texas shows, which if you're in Texas, you should come out to these. I'm doing some shows in Austin leading up to this tour with Eve 6, and then we're going to Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston after that. And I'll be wearing a cowboy hat and going "Yeehaw, I'm in Texas. I'm doing kill Tony." I'm just I'm not actually doing that, but um but that's what those people do. So come see me do cowboy comedy in my home state of Texas, and then uh, if you're anywhere else, come watch me with Eve Six and my other podcast is Why You Mad. Um, yeehaw, darn tootin' cowpoke! You enjoy right wing stand up comedy from at dumbasses, right? Yeah. Go watch. The, I'm headlining the Creek of the Cave at Moon Tower. I'm on Moon Tower. <laughs>
0: organize moon tower
1: <sighs> organize the creek in the cave that'd be cool yeah to throw over those motherfuckers um organize moon tower too god I. you know what honestly I'm not even joking I've known a lot of people who've worked for like comedy festivals and shit and they they don't even pay some of these fucking people <laughs> 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 they just give you like drink tickets and, and fucking uh access to shows yep. um yeah fuck all that shit um alright that's it it's finished. It's finished.